It's very good to be back home with all of you here at St. Mary's. You know, I always enjoy my time away, and I, I try to learn and grow as part of my travels and experience new things. And you know, I remember in college I had a, a class in travel writing, which I really enjoyed. And we talked about the difference between a traveler and a tourist. You know, a tourist is someone who uh, goes and checks off a lot of things on a list and is satisfied with that, whereas a traveler uh, gets to know a place, gets to know people and meet people and uh, experience customs and different types of things that you wouldn't normally find in your own sphere of existence. These things are very helpful, I think, in cultivating a broad and charitable view of people and things. And I paraphrase uh, Mark Twain in that, in his very famous quote about travel and how it would really help Americans to do more of it. And I, I always want to come back. You know, it's, it's, it's great to have a break from preaching every Sunday, and I, I try to get ideas of things to say when I come back based on experiences I've had or people I've met or places I've seen. And you want it to be very uh, positive and uplifting and and I hope that it is, but I found, this is, I think, the second time now that I've been away and come back, and something really, or some things really horrible, have happened in our country or in our community. Of course, uh, I don't have to remind you of the violence that's been going on, uh, not just recently, in the last week or so, but sort of endemically in our country. And we find our hearts wounded every time. Every time we ask, how long, Lord? How long until we get it right? How long until we receive your promises and live into that? You know, it's not something, unfortunately, it's not something new. I saw on Facebook a, a, the cover of a book, and I don't know if the book was real or not, but uh, one of my friends who uh, also studied history posted it, and it was this sort of ghastly image from, a, I think, a Renaissance painting. And the title of the book was something like, It's Always Been Awful, <laughs> A Guide to History for Those Who Romanticize the Past. And yes, if you look back at the past, you can see examples over and over again of, of violence, of uh, pestilence, plague, famine, you name it. But always the human spirit somehow manages to rise up. And in our particular uh, case, in our particular part of humanity, and I'm talking about as Christians and specifically as Anglican Christians, we have this great depth and breadth of, of theology from which to draw and this wonderful tradition of honoring one another, of honoring uh, creation, of seeing, trying our best to see the good in others. Now, to be sure, we've not always hit the mark on this one. Uh, no group is, is perfect. In fact, as Scripture tells us, all we like sheep have gone astray, every one to his own way. But what Scripture also tells us is that we have this promise. So when we see the, the, the bleakness that just sort of hap seems to be 
on repeat over and over again throughout uh, the course of history, we need not lose faith. We need not lose our focus. We need not be dejected by it. Yes, we need to name the evil for what it is. I don't think uh, anybody of any political persuasion would think that uh, going into a crowded public place and firing rounds and rounds of ammunition into innocent people's bodies is anything that anybody should do. We can all agree on that. So perhaps that's a starting place. This just basic decency is perhaps a starting place for us all, regardless of our traditions. But we of the Abrahamic faith, and one of the Abrahamic faiths, and uh, in today's readings we hear a lot about Abraham, we have this guiding star. And I'm talking about Christians, Jews, Muslims, all of us who come from this, this, uh, this faith tradition. Now, as we sort of branch out, individually we become a little more, a little different, and we look at things a little bit differently. But we have this root in Father Abraham. Remember that old song from Sunday school, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Well, in the story of, that we hear today in Genesis, Abraham sets out and is feeling sort of dejected. But God tells him, to keep his faith, and try to count the stars if you can, for, so, for that's how many, uh, how many descendants you will have. And so St. Paul sort of uh, fleshes this out for us in the reading from Hebrews today, and he talks about how faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the assurance of things hoped for. Faith isn't uh, wishful thinking. Hope isn't wishful thinking. It's the expectance of these things that God has promised us, the conviction of things not seen. And he says, indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. Uh, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive for an inheritance, and he set out not knowing where he was going. So we can take heart in that. Our father in faith, Abraham, set out towards this promise that God gave him with no idea where he was going. So when we are tempted to throw up our hands and say we don't have a solution, how can we have a solution? We look to Father Abraham and look to his faith and look to how he journeyed in his pilgrimage in life, he and Sarah, his wife. And it's wonderful to see the wording in this, to show just how God works through us, as imperfect as we are, as sinful as we are, as young or old as we are. He says, uh, because he considered him faithful who had promised, therefore from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as good as dead. And yet God worked through him and many descendants were born. And he and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob died in faith, not having fully received the promises, but having greeted them from afar. And so as we go through this life and we encounter from time to time 
this repetition of, of evil, trying to snuff out the light of love in this world, just know that God is working through us. It might seem awful, it might seem bleak, it might seem hopeless at times, but we cannot give up because we have this example of our ancestors in faith, and not just them, but Jesus himself, who faced down the, the evil of uh, his own false trial, his own execution on the cross, but conquered death, and in doing so grafted us into the tree of his family, made us brothers and sisters in faith and heirs of eternal life. And he also poured out the Holy Spirit upon his church, so upon all of us, even today, and gave us that power, that power to be his light in the world, that light which cannot be put out. And so we, like Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob, make our way. We continue our pilgrimage, and we admit, like they did, that we are strangers and foreigners on earth. We are looking not for a city made with hands, but for a heavenly country. And in doing so, as with Abraham and Sarah, God will not be ashamed to be called our God, because indeed he is preparing a city for us. Let us be those hands and feet of God in this world. And while we might not see the promised land ourselves in our lifetimes. Yet we have our hope and our faith that in God's good time, all will be made right, but not because we just sat back and watched, in part because of the very agency that God gives us, in part because of using the free will that God gives us in the way he would have us use it, and in part by following the example and the command of our Lord Jesus Christ to love one another as he loves us and to go out into the world making disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and doing all these things until he comes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.